You know, in uh, every January and February, the president gets up before the joint Congress and gives what's called the State of the Union. Right? It's a con uh, constitutional thing to kind of give an update on everything that's gone on for the last year and, and kind of set a vision for the future. Now, it's also really silly because, you know, the president will say something, regardless of what president it is, they will say something, and then half the people get up and like, yeah! And then the other half are just sitting there like Marcus right now, you know, stone cold face, not laughing or anything, no giggling, nothing. <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good. That's two weeks in a row you've been called out. That's sorry. You're just the first one I saw. Um, anyway, where was I? State of the Union. Everybody's clapping. Everybody, uh, everybody else is mad about something. I don't know. They're starting to yell at them too now. And it's just silly. Um, and that's the most politics that we'll get today because. This is our fifth Sunday. It's our family worship Sunday. Every fifth Sunday that we have, we have all the kids in here, and uh, we love uh, having all the kids in here. I get to wear a t-shirt that says, you are loved, which, you know, is great. And uh, I'm pretty sure I could wear it more often, but, yeah, this gives me a good excuse. But the other thing, though, is it's the fifth Sunday of December, so we, we led our, we had our four weeks leading up to Christmas, and then you know, the new year hasn't started yet, so I didn't really want to start a new sermon series quite yet because it just felt weird to me because I like it to be orderly, and so starting on a new year seems better. Um, so it just kind of let me with one extra Sunday. And one of the things we used to do, uh, Rick used to do this uh, quite a bit, is this last Sunday of the year, we would do a state of the church, kind of talk about where we've been over the last year and then look forward to the next year. And so that's what I'm going to do today. And so what we're going to talk about is uh, just kind of recap 2023 a little bit, and then look forward to 2024. So this is a little bit different. If you came to the congregational meeting, it's not all the same information. In fact, I'm not talking about money at all, so that's good. Um, if you're visiting with us today, welcome. This You're kind of getting a glimpse behind the scenes on some things, which I think is, is good too. So, uh, but you get a good idea. So 2023 for Maple Grove, I don't think anything big happened or anything like that. Um, I mean, we did have a pastoral transition. So that was, that seems to have gone pretty well, I think, uh, you know, at least reasonably well. If, if the pastor would quit talking about his mother up on the stage or something, but especially when she's right there, you move closer. Yeah. I gotta wait for Caleb to catch up to me. Um, anyway, we had a pastoral transition. It went really smooth, I, I would say. Um, a lot of times pastoral transitions can be a bane for a church. A lot of people can leave and things like that. We haven't, we've lost some, but we haven't lost a ton of people, which has been very encouraging for me. I know for Rick as well and the elders, um, it, it was an encouraging thing. And so we, we had that. As part of that, we've had to hire a new student director, a student ministries director, so that 
um, was what I did before. Uh, and so we hired Casey Gear as our student ministries director, and that's gone really well. We're, he's, he's getting uh, his, his feet on solid ground with the student ministry and everything and doing a really good job with it. Um, the, uh, we've also hired a worship director and with, with Kyle, like Jerry said, and um, I'm going to say that's gone really well, too. Plus, we get Essie. So, I mean, Kyle's awesome. Essie's better. <laughs> and I would, I would venture to say you would say the same thing. <laughs> so, there has been a lot of transition um, in, in everything, but we feel, uh, you know, I, I would, the elders would probably say the same thing, that this has been a very smooth transition. Um, over the last year, we kind of worked on, I, I was really working on getting our membership kind of up to date and everything. The latest numbers that I have for our membership is that we have 170 members. That includes everybody, it includes kids and, and everybody that's, that I can count in there. Um, but, uh, so we've, we've got 170 members. We've added, I believe this is right, nine new members, um, who are all mostly sitting right here. <laughs> um, and probably scattered elsewhere. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, we had a bunch of homeless Methodists. They are no longer homeless or Methodist. I don't, I'm not, I <laughs> um, but, and then we've added a, a couple of more, uh, another couple uh, recently as well. So nine new members this year, which I think is pretty good. We had six baptisms this year, um, which is always awesome when we have baptisms. And uh, let's see, we had five sermon series that we did, plus a lot of standalone messages in there. Um, when Rick was finishing up his stuff, there were a lot of singular, singular messages in there, but we had five sermon series. We had two guest speakers with Bob Russell coming and uh, Michael Doring coming as well and talking to us. Um, our small groups are doing pretty well, I think. Uh, it, it's been a, a pretty good year for our small groups. We've added a, a Sunday school, a new Sunday school class. We've got Jerry and Sally Sunday school class has been going for a while now, and they're they're still cooking downstairs in the basement. If you're ever interested in coming, we we start at nine o'clock. Theirs is in the the basement classroom downstairs. Mine's in the kitchen back there. And uh, so I started one as well this year, and and that's gone really well. We've had good conversations in that in everything. Um, children's ministry is the best children's ministry in the world. Um, <laughs> It is, uh, I will, I, I've said this many times, it is the most unique children's ministry I've heard of in a church because it is play-based, and so they learn through activity and play, and, and it's not just sitting doing handouts and worksheets and things like that, which can have a place, but um, not always the best for learning and stuff. So um, it took me a while <laughs> to be able to be like, oh, I get that now. I understand what that means. But uh, so, but... Children's ministry, you know, if you look at the numbers, it's it's been pretty steady for a while, um, and but it, it's it's been awesome. Uh, we had our what was it last last for a week ago Friday we had our our gingerbread cardboard 
Gingerbread was two years ago. Our cardboard Christmas, which was uh, well attended and a great time. We had the lights all moving and stuff. Stuff we don't do on Sunday morning, but we do at other times. But uh, it was really fun. Our student ministry has uh, kind of reformatted a little bit. Uh, Casey's come in with some different ideas on some things, and it's been pretty fun. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, just to say what he's doing, he, he, he does three different nights for the series, kind of. He, he does teaching series and, and really practical kind of things. And so what he's doing is he'll do a one night of teaching where we'll come up here and we'll just, like, the kids that we have will sit in the middle and then we do some teaching up here. Casey does some teaching up here. He gets really passionate, so I can't wait to get him up here and preach for y'all because I guarantee he's going to cry and it's going to be awesome. You will because I've seen it. (laughs) You did it for, for the kids. Yeah, see, you have people crying with you. It'll be awesome. Oh, you should. (laughs) I uh, I got I got choked up last week, so I I can't do it this week, um, or ever again. No, <laughs> but he does a, a teaching night. the The next night is kind of a Bible study night, and he uh, we've done one of those. And he prepared a worksheet and just kind of led us through another passage of scripture, multiple you know topic and everything. And it was awesome. Like all the kids were engaged with it and really seemed to enjoy it. Um, and then the third night is a discussion night where we just have discussion questions. We talk to each other, and, and, and it's also good. Plus, he throws in some questions that are like deep theological questions that nobody really wants to answer, but uh, so I get to, which is fun. Um, but anyway, so student ministry is doing well, and uh, the, the last thing I want to talk about for this past year is our deacon ministry. So we've talked a lot about our deacon ministry back in March, I think. I, I did a sermon on it. And we've talked about it. I think we are one slot still open, right, Tom? Is that right? One slot still open, which is our outreach um, deacon. If you, by chance, happen to feel called or feel God working in you to be like, I need to do outreach, then let Tom know. Um, You can let me know, too, but I'm just going to let Tom know. So... uh, and we can talk to you about that. Uh, you know, may or may not work out. I don't know, but but it would be uh, that's the one thing that we've we've not filled yet in our deacons. But hopefully, in uh, the first couple months of the year, we're really going to uh, kind of ramp up our, our deacon ministry and give you some more information on that. Have some opportunities for you to serve here at the church and outside the church when we get an outreach deacon. Um, I mean, you can serve outside the church anyway, but. Uh, you know, having somebody for that as well. Uh, All right. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about 2024. Um, One of the things we did as elders, this would have been a year ago, I think, we talked about a having a mission and vision statement for Maple Grove Christian Church that you could actually remember. Does anybody, has anybody ever heard that we have a mission or vision statement? Good, good. Three, four people. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, I'm, you know, I'm gonna throw an audible here because I wasn't prepared to do this, but I'm just gonna go to our website and read to you what our vision statement is on our website. Nope, that's our statement of faith. By the way, we have our statement of faith on our website. <laughs> okay, our vision statement here 
is to transform our homes, community, and world by pursuing God passionately, building faithfully, and unleashing compassion unselfishly one community at a time. Rolls off the tongue, right? Just easily remembered. One of the things we wanted to do was to really simplify that. And everything that we do, and, and I'm starting to call it like more of a purpose statement. It's, it's the purpose for why are we here as Maple Grove Christian Church. And why we're here is what Jerry read earlier, right? It's to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's to love your neighbor as yourself. And it's to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'll be with you till the very end of the age. Like, those are why we're here, right? That's, that's the purpose for every church, every Christian church, is that. And so what we did was we kind of boiled it down to three words. And so there's a, we, we made a graphic. Boom. There's our graphic. And it's gospel, unity, and community. Gospel, unity, and community. A little bit easier to remember. <laughs> At least I think so. Maybe because I say it a lot as I'm trying to remember it. But gospel, unity, and unity. You, <laughs> Unity and community. There we go. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of walk us through each one of these three things, what they mean for us at Maple Grove, and then talk a little bit more about how we go beyond this. What this is really is kind of the foundational piece. It's, it's the framework for everything that we do is gospel, unity, and community. So gospel is at the center of the, the little target there because it's the center of everything. Like, the gospel is everything that we rest on is in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? So when we come here on Sunday mornings, we come here to worship our God who came to this earth and lived a human life and died for us, for our sin, right? Crucified on the cross. And then three days later, rose again. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And... So we have some Bible verses for each of these. For the gospel one, it is, of course, John 3.16. For the first, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then Matthew 3.17 just kind of talks about the divinity. It's when Jesus is being baptized. A voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. The gospel portion of this has to be the foundation for literally everything that we do. Everything that we do. That's why when I preach, you're going to hear me say the gospel in some form or another every week that I preach. Even if we're preaching from the Old Testament. Like, I'm going to find the gospel in the Old Testament because it's there, right? And, like, that has to be the absolute core for what we do. Now, we go on to that, and we talk about unity. And what we're talking about with unity is within the church, within Maple Grove Christian Church, the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. We are the body, right? Here, especially here, a local body here at Maple Grove Christian Church, part of the global church that is worldwide. For the verses for this, we have Acts 2, 42 through 47. 
or the early church. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. If we look at Galatians 6.2, Paul talks about that you should carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1.10, Paul writes that, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you who agree with one another in what you say, and that they're all of that, sorry, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. As a community of believers, we should have unity of thought, right? Especially on core doctrine, um, which core doctrine is basically the gospel. Uh, the, the important thing is for us to be one body, right? We can't be going all kinds of different directions and everything. We've got to have a focus on things. Uh, but also in that, we are, we're working as well to, to take care of each other, build each other up, um, edify one another, and and that's an incredibly important part of the church. It's what the early church did. That's what we read there in the book of Acts. You know, they took care of one another. And, and so we should do that too. We do that pretty well. Um, we can always improve. And, and I think that's great. There's, there's always room for improvement. But the unity part, you know, if we want to look at it practically, um, small groups are a good thing for that. So if you're not involved in a small group or a Sunday school or whatever, you know, get involved in some sort of small group. Uh, we've got a list out there. Uh, if you look at our screen that, that rotates through, there's a screen that has like a QR code on there that you can scan and it'll take you to the list of our small groups. And um, it's a big green thing that says small groups too. So you'll, you can't miss it, but it, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of a community. You know, we've got a young adult small group that I um, formed because I still want to feel like a young adult sometimes, even though I just turned 45 not too long ago. <laughs> um, which I know for some of you, you're like, no, Nick, that's still young. <laughs> but my knees and my back don't think so. <laughs> but the, uh, the, our, our small group, you know, we've got a text chain and everything, and I'm sure a lot of the small groups do this. But we've got a text chain, and anytime anybody needs prayer, they're on there immediately. You know, we've got a guy that's going through, some, going through school, and he's, doing, uh, uh, he's trying to become a pilot. And so there's a lot of stressful tests and stuff that he's got to go through. And he'll just send a text, be like, hey, pray for me, i got a test. And it's like, all right, man, we're all on it. <laughs> like, then we get the, all the replies. It's like praying, 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 praying hands. Um, you know, somebody will throw in a, a weird gif at some point. But... Uh, but it, it's, we're, we're a tiny little community in our, our larger community of Maple Grove, right? And you're only going to get that in a small group, really. 
And it can be a, a group that's like an affinity group. Like you've got the, the crazy crafters. You've got the guys at men's breakfast. You know, those, those are not necessarily like Bible study driven, but they're still people who are meeting together, you know, at the church. And, and I know that you can still message people and, and, and get prayer and everything like that. The women's, you know, women's group, well, all of the women apparently have the, the Facebook page. There's a Facebook group that they have that I'm on, and I, which I don't know how. But, <laughs> but, like, as soon as somebody needs prayer, food, anything, it goes on there. And, and the women, you know, flock to it. And that's what the church should be. And even for a church, like, we're not a huge church, you know, 170 members, but... The, uh, but like right now, even with that, even being as big as we are or as small as we are, like being in smaller groups still helps. Jesus had 12, right? I mean, he had hundreds of other people follow him, but he also shooed them away at one point because he was like, eat my body, drink my blood. And they're like, this is a hard teaching. I cannot follow this. (laughs) And they left, but the 12 stuck around, right? You know, it, so being in a smaller group is helpful. It is good. So um, we're, we're going to push small groups a little bit more. You're probably going to hear it from up here a little bit more. Um, the last part of this is community, and that is everything outside of these walls. And that's getting us out into the community, getting Maple Grove out into the community. Not just to get our name out there, which is helpful, because not a lot of people know that we are a church here. Like, I've had more people come recently that have said, man, this is a beautiful place out here. Had no idea it was a church. I'm like, I know. It was an alpaca farm at one point, but it's not anymore. It hasn't been for like 15 years. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, so that's helpful to get our name out there, to let people know that we're here, but also to just help people, just to be out in the community be in the hands and feet of Christ. That is probably the, that, not probably, that is the far more important thing that we do or should be doing. And so for the scripture for this, we have the great commandment, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very, always to the very end of the age. We also have Acts 1.8, which is part of Jesus' last uh, commission to his followers, where he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then John 13.35 35, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And we also have Matthew 25, 35 through 40, where it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes to clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit, go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, 
Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That's what we want to do. We want to, we want to be the hands and feet to the least of these. Right? And, and we, that's got to be everybody. We've all got to be outside these walls, telling people about Jesus, just helping people out. Like it's it, it's got to be a full mission. What we're trying to do, especially with the outreach thing, is to have a point of contact where you can, if you know of a need, we can try and help meet it. Um, we've got gift cards, you know, $100 gift cards that are waiting for people that, you know, maybe just need a, a meal or something like that, where it's like, hey, you know, it's not a lot, but we can give you this $100 gift card. Uh, you know, they're up there. You can contact Val at the church office, and we can set up something if, if you know of people who are in need. We have a benevolence fund that we cannot empty out for some reason. We try. We try and give all that money away, and it keeps coming back, which is awesome because that means we can just keep giving more. And I think we gave, like, what, $6,000, $8,000 or something this year um, from our benevolence fund, both from what you give and what we budgeted. And that's awesome. Um, so anything like that, we need you to be able to see that. And if you can take care of it, take care of it. If you need the church to help take care of it, we will help take care of things. So, but it's just keeping an eye out on things. It's being out, we, you know, if there are work projects or anything like that anything that's outside of these walls that we can help, that we can mobilize people to help and things like that. Those are some things, too, that are, are going to be looked at in the future. So this whole thing, the gospel, unity, and community, it's really kind of just a framework for how everything should be here, right? We want to be focused on the gospel. That's our foundation. We want to be, we want to love one another. We want to um, have the unity of the church, and we want to be out in the community as well. Now, really quickly, because it's already 11, and I know there are kids in here, and they're all like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably not saying that. They're probably like, I'm going to go to bed. Um, let me talk about what we can focus on in 2024. The So, I like I talked about, that is kind of a purpose statement, the gospel unity and community. It's kind of our purpose, right? But we'd love to have a mission as well. And the staff, we're going to get together in a week and a half, and we're going to focus on a mission, really, for 2024, and maybe a little bit past that as well. But the mission is something that we can put a due date on, we can put a budget toward, things like that, where it is... It's what we as a church can really kind of focus on at, for the next year. Because if we don't have something to focus on, then we're going to drift a bit. Like imagine if you're in, in a boat and, and you're not going anywhere. You don't have a rudder or anything like that. What do you do? You just kind of go wherever the waves send you. We don't want to necessarily go wherever the waves send us. We want to go where Jesus is telling us to go. And so we're going to focus on that as the staff so that we can bring that to you. And so for the next year, that can be our, our main focus. We have other things, but that, those can be our main focus. 
the things that I think the Lord is laying on my heart for this is really a few things. The first is we a key focus on families, like families with kids. That is something that, that we have done as a church, as Maple Grove, for many, many years. We've had a, a really good focus on families. And you know, we have kids in this church who have grown up here, and we would love to keep to continue that. We have kids who have grown up here who have brought their kids and let them grow up here. Um, and, and that is what we want to see. Because, you know, I look around the room, some of us are a little older, and we've got to replace ourselves, right? That's all of us. We've all got to replace ourselves. And so when we, so focusing on young families, because we have the most unique, awesome children's ministry in the world, and we have a budding, growing student ministry. Those are, are where our key focus should be, I think. That's kind of broad as well. But for 2024, really want to have, bless you, we really want to have a focus on, as well on invitation because we want to see more people come through these doors. And the best way for people to come through these doors is through personal invitation. There's a lot of stats out there, and it is by far the, the best way for somebody to come to church is when you invite them. And so there, there used to be a program, I can't remember who put it out, but there was one called, like, Invite Your One. Can you imagine if we all invited one person in a month or whatever, and if they all came, we wouldn't be able to handle it. But it would be awesome. Like, that is a good problem to have. That would also lead us to building a building, which has always been, ever since we moved over here, that has always been the plan, is to connect this building with the children's ministry building with a sanctuary in between. That sanctuary has gone through many different iterations, but we think that we've landed on something that is workable and affordable, which is a good thing. Um, and we, we've got preliminary drawings for it. We're making some changes that we should have by the end of the week. So we're hoping that we can show you some of that next week. Um, after church and stuff, we'll have it out there. But to fill that building, we need people. And the best way to bring people is to invite them. And so you're going to hear me probably say that a lot. Like, invite your one. Invite one person this week. Invite one person to Easter, to whatever, just to church, just to come hang out and then sit with them. And then let us do what we do pretty well, which is welcome people in. Um, I think we're pretty good at that. There we go. The new members, I'll say so. <laughs> that kind of leads me to the, the last focus, which is a focus on community and really like within us, like so focus on unity according to our thing, but really kind of focusing on on building each other up, taking care of one another, and things like that. Things that we do well, things that we can do better. Um, but those are the things that I really think that we can focus on. We're going to have something that makes sounds a lot better than me up here ta saying it uh, when, when the staff gets together and talks about it and puts it together. Uh, but, you know, really we just, we, we don't want to be a rudderless ship. We want to have a point that we're aiming for as a church and really just doing everything that we can to get there. Right? Um, okay. That was, that was long. How do we feel about that? 
Pretty good? Pretty good? Okay. Good. Good. Awesome. Whew. Well, let me pray. <laughs> Let's ask God for, to bless our, our new year. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this place that we are able to come and worship. Maple Grove has been around for a very long time. You know, this church, as you know, Lord, started it in, what, 1832? And we are standing on the shoulders of many, many faithful people to be able to stand here today and to talk about the things that we're talking about. Lord, we know that you did not put us here in this particular place for no reason. And we trust that you've got a plan. We pray that you would help us to follow your plan to the best of our ability and even beyond that because we know that we can do anything through you. Lord, we know it just starts with small, faithful steps. And so that's what we're asking. Is that we would just make small, faithful steps. Father, we ask your blessing on us as we move into a new year. You know, it's, it's, it's really not going to feel a whole lot different tomorrow than it does today, but... But that change in the calendar provides us a time where we can kind of reset and, and try some new things. And we are, are so, so thankful that you'll be there with us. And we know this. We can rest in that fact. And so, Lord, we just pray that where you are, we will follow. We will meet you where you're working. Lord, we know that we can do this only through the good news of your son Jesus coming on this earth and and living a human life, a perfect sinless life to die for us on the cross, to take our sins, our punishment on himself. But three days later, we know that he came back from the dead, conquering death forever so that we can be with you forever. Fathers, we come around the table of our time of communion. We remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. We're so thankful. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.